0: Today's podcast features the one and only Darius Aria, an archeologist based in Rome. How cool is that? And in this episode, Darius is going to take you on a tour of the ancient heart of Rome, the Roman Forum. Enjoy. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I'm standing on the Velia Hill, and I'm going to make my way down along the Via Sacra to go to the Roman Forum, the heart and soul of ancient Rome. So let's go take a walk. And there are so many different periods of history that we can contemplate because we're getting a lot of them at the same time. I'm walking down the steps of the Temple of Venus in Rome, last rebuilt by the Emperor Maxentius. Of course, he's going to be killed by... Uh, Constantine at the Milvian Bridge in 312. Walking down along the Via Sacra on the Augustan level, I see around me, left and right, are the various blobs of foundation work for a higher, elevated, porticoed walkway of the uh, Via Sacra. So people come here from all over the world, What was Imperial Rome like? What was it like going down the Via Sacra? Well, it was something extraordinary. It would have been a multicultural experience. It would have been, uh, you would have heard sights, you would have heard sounds of people from all over the empire. You would have seen different forms of dress, different, uh, just different rhythms, different smells, different, different worlds. People are coming here. To Rome to come to the Roman Forum. And the Roman Forum is then the social epicenter of Rome. It's the political epicenter. It's one of the religious epicenters. And just think about all this attention over time and the space the space that is going to be built up over time, reconstructed, even recycled over time. But it really is one of the most historical places in the entire ancient world. And of course, if you're a student of Latin and Greek, you can say, well, hey, I know that there's a speech by Cicero, or this declamation by you know, some emperor. And then, of course, it's, it's hard to, to always be able to place every single moment in time, because we're left with different periods better or worse, in terms of preservation. Some sites we refer to in the literary sources, they're totally obliterated, or we're guessing with what we've got left behind. So that's what makes the forum experience kind of a big puzzle. But rest assured, the Romans were really proud of their history, they were proud of their humble origins, and they preserved in many cases a lot of those stories and traditions and located them in specific points with specific actions that over time accreted further meaning and new purposes with the progression of Rome from basically a modest village to a republican city-state of success to the capital of a great empire. Let's take a look at a couple of those spaces. So the Roman Forum might be a place of social and political gathering, a place for contemplation, assemblies, riots. But it's also a place where the gods appeared. And that's really the definition of Epiphany. It's this moment of divine revelation, and it takes many forms. And from those moments, actions are recorded in the history of those moments. It's going to be perpetuated and there are going to be specific monuments that the Romans continually rebuild. However modest those monuments might be originally, the Romans are going to maintain them throughout their history even when it becomes this capital city of an enormous empire. They do not forget their humble origins and they do not forget that very early on the gods are favoring the romans the gods are favoring rome and in this case we'll take a look at three of these incredible monuments the mundus the lacus Curtius, and the lacus jatorna the mundus is a monument that's attributed to the time of romulus according to the romans and so the story goes is that in the western side of what is the forum today near where there is the uh, comitium, in the construction of this outdoor space where the senators could gather and ultimately address uh, public assemblies from, Uh, it's Romulus that's going to be following customs, things that are uh, handed down to him from people in Etruria, uh, to dig a trench around the comitium. So you have this circular uh, trench into which then the first roots of harvest are going to be uh, contributed, deposited in this trench. And anyone who's a newcomer to Rome, think that Romulus is assembling people from the outlying areas, even runaway slaves, come and be a part of this idea of Rome, saying bring a handful of soil from your homeland and also deposit this in this trench. And so it's this trench, this fossa, that is what the Romans call the mundus. It's also the same word that the Romans use for the heavens. Ultimately, uh, another source is going to define it as there being a vault over a construction in that same area uh, near the Comitium, near the Rostra, near the much later Arch of Septimius Severus. Uh, It's got a kind of a vault over top of it. Um, like the vault of heaven and you can go inside and it's the ancestors of the Romans that determined that this is where you can have this opportunity to go into down below and commune in a space with the spirits of the dead on specific times of the year. So you get a combination of traditions then in a number of sources that are attributing, on the one hand, to the importance of the relationship with the goddess Ceres, or the goddess of agriculture and grain, but also then the gods of the underworld. And it is Ceres' daughter, Persephone, who's going to be going down and living in the underworld for quite some time. And the Romans then, attributing this all the way back to Romulus, their founder, this uh, series of, of traditions, is something that is part and parcel of what it is to be Roman and also identifying in a very early period uh, with this part of the Forum as some of its earliest beginnings and traditions. And when we do look at the archaeological evidence and we do look at this natural basin that is the Roman Forum, we have two uh, rims of that basin, as it were. And on one side, uh, we have on, on the eastern side the... House of the Vesta Virgins, the House of the King, we have the Temple of Vesta, very, very old in the tradition of Rome along with the Regia. And now the opposite side, on the Western end, we have on that very substantial shelf uh, where people can build out and not worry about being waterlogged from a very early period. We have the Comitium, We have the original Curia, the Senate House building. And we also have, attributed to that space, this Mundus, and when we look for it in the archaeological record, we find a round brick structure, possibly all the way into the 2nd or 3rd centuries AD, right at the, at the foot, let's say, of the imperial rostra. And that is where uh, we then put together these sources and identifying as this mundus space. So even in the imperial period, there is this connection going from, say, the 3rd century AD all the way back to the time of Romulus in the eighth century BC. Now the Romans are interested in preserving a lot of their history and they're not ashamed of modest beginnings. What they are in fact proud of is that they have this connection, a special connection early on with various deities. And of course the agricultural divinity Ceres, will be important as well as a place to commune with the spirits of the underworld where everyone is destined to go. Looking down onto the central piazza of the Roman Forum, you see the trace remains of various monuments now disappeared. But there's one depression that's quite large that's made in uh, two different periods. The earlier one, you see it's more modest, and it is a tuff, or volcanic stone, a construction. This is for a fountain. And then there's a larger uh, construction of that same fountain with... Uh, travertine stone. And in fact, one piece of the balustrade that actually uh, basically uh, kept away the traffic from falling into the uh, basin is still visible. It's actually a copy. The original's in the Capitoline Museum. So what it shows is a guy on a horse and the horse is then jumping into a, a depression. And around the horse there are little bits of reeds. You can tell it's a kind of a marshy setting. Now, the ancient sources of the Romans... Tell us that this is the Lacus Curtius. But of course, we'll see, uh, it depends on which Curtius uh, we're actually talking about. And what the Romans are all about with these monuments is that sites where incredible things happen, um, where there are epiphanies, they are miracles, they will create over time meaning. And it's not really up to us to say which one is correct. But we know from great events in history that depending on who's recounting that story, maybe centuries later or generations later, it can take on new life and new meaning uh, to the person who's been recording that story. So Vera records the story that uh, the Lacus Curtius is formed during the Sabine War, Romulus leading the Romans against the Sabines led by King Titus Tatius. This is already in the late 8th century BC. That's the tradition. And uh, there's a Sabine warrior named Metius Curtius. And he's going to have to retreat uh, from the Romans. And he makes his way uh, away from the Palatine Hill, escaping through a marshy area, which eventually is going to be drained out and become uh, the Roman uh, forum. But the fact that he escapes from the attack of the Romans goes across the marshy lands and gets back to his fellow Sabines, is then the tale, uh, according to Vero, how the spring got its name. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Join us this month on Gone Medieval from History Hit. I'm Matt Lewis. And I'm Eleanor Yonaga. And there's another story told by Livy of the same Alakas Kershys. And this is pretty amazing. So this is around 362 BC. So the story is that there's a cataclysmic earthquake or something. But anyways, in the middle of what will be the forum area, what is the forum area, there's a gaping chasm that opens up. And no one can figure out how to close it up. They try to fill it in with dirt to no avail, what's the deal? So by eventually consulting with priests, the interpretation is that this is a sign from the gods. And if Rome wants to succeed, if Rome wants to endure, they have to sacrifice right there, whatever it is that gives them strength. And how do you interpret that? What do you, um, what do you sacrifice? And so the legend is that Marcus Curtius, a young soldier, said that what we really have, what is our greatest value, is our virtus, our manliness, our excellence, our bravery. And so what he does is he gets on his horse, and he rides off into the chasm, sacrificing himself. And as a result, the chasm closes up, and what's left behind is a spring. And so to honor his sacrifice, the Romans call the uh, Lacus. After him, the spring is now forever known as the Lacus Curtius. So again, we're getting two accounts for one monument. Who's to say both can't be right? Now, by the time of Augustus, when people had made this out to be the wishing well for the good fortune and health of the Emperor Augustus, it's already dried up. Ooh, that sounds like a bad omen. But essentially, the tradition continues and from all the coins that are drawn out from the dried-up fountain, then statues of gold are commissioned to honor the Emperor Augustus. I kind of like to think of uh, the Trevi Fountain. And today, people go, this tradition of, I want to come back to Rome, I'm going to throw a coin in over my shoulder. Well, people already have this tradition, I think spontaneously created. Walk by the lacus Curtius, drop in a coin, Wishing well the health of a given emperor, and uh, it's a long-told tradition. So, with the passing of time, traditions are added, epiphanies can be reinterpreted, and many moments of battle take place in the uh, in the form as well. I think of the Emperor Galba being assassinated, famously, at the Lacus Curtius. Uh, and that is where his head was hacked off. Another layer of meaning for the Lacus Curtius: Beware to the rulers of Rome. The Lacus Juturnae, the pool of Juturna. This is a water nymph with a varied mythological background, uh, even being the sibling of Turnus, who fights against Aeneas in the Aeneid. But definitely, there is a spring of uturni, the Fons uturni, and then it's going to be attached to the Lacus uturni, the pool of uturni. So, just like we have a spring filling up the Lacus Curtius, we now have another spring in the Roman form era. And this is very important because you need water. When you're living in Rome. The hills of Rome are volcanic formations. You do not have any natural bodies of water or springs on top of those hills. You need to come off the hills, so you come off the Palatine Hill, you come off the Capitoline Hill, you come down into the forum marshy area originally, but there are springs, so you decide it's a great place to conduct business. You start to fill it in make it inhabitable make it usable but as always you've got these springs and the springs also have pools now the lacus jatorna is really important because of a particular epiphany and this is absolutely amazing so you walk over to the eastern end of the roman forum today and you have a uh, sunken pool the water's still in it and you turn around behind you and you've got the massive three columns of the Augustan rebuild of the Temple of Castor and Pollux. Now, this is actually originally a Republican temple rebuilt last by Tiberius under the Emperor Augustus. But it is a fantastically large Republican monument that continues to have a profound... Um, impact visually on you when you come to the Roman Forum, because those three lunar marble columns are still standing. This is the uh, temple as well that was used by the consuls, the elected executive officers of ancient Rome. And why is that temple there? Because, as the Roman tradition goes in several sources, uh, in 499 the Roman army has won a battle at Lake Regulus. This is, you know, about 9 kilometers from Rome, not even. And um, the victory is won by the Romans. But before the Romans can send a messenger back to the Roman Forum, the story goes that two youths, two beautiful young men on gleaming white horses, arrive in the Forum area and they water their horses at the little lacus, at the little pool. And they look like they've come away from a battle, people saying what's going on, what happened, and they announce the victory. That is then further corroborated by the arrival of a messenger from the war itself saying, hey, yeah, we won the the battle of Lake Regulus. And the Romans in the forum say, yeah, we know. So this epiphany, this story has so much weight that as a result, the Romans build to honor Castor and Pollux, who announced the victory. They build them that very large temple. And of course, who was responsible for winning that battle was the cavalry, So you can see that the patron gods of the cavalry are the ones that get this magnificent uh, victory monument. But the tie-in is always with location. That's what's so fantastic about the Roman forum is that we can come and look at real spaces, real locations, and have those stories recounted again. So you know, you can today say, "I believe in miracles, I don't believe in miracles. I believe in epiphanies. In various forms of religion. We all have them. We ourselves live our lives and have things that we can't explain. Is that happenstance? Is that faith? Was I meant to do this? Did I have to turn left? Did I have to turn right? Well for the Romans they took this stuff very seriously and again it's another form of explanation for why they are so successful because these amazing things keep happening to the Romans and so many times it's through direct intervention from the gods themselves, in this case, Castor and Pollux. And and to witness all of that, still today, we have these three magnificent marble columns that stand and really give a sense of scale and grandeur to the Ro- Roman form itself, which is in such a ruinous state. There are so many ways in which the gods communicate with the Romans in the Roman Forum. Sure, before any meeting of the Senate, the elected official can take uh, the, the auguries to get a sign from the gods of Jupiter in heaven and looking at the weather patterns, the flight of birds, the sound of thunder. But what's about something really, really explicit? When we look around the Forum, there are many occasions where the gods help negotiate uh, life. Uh, for example, the Cloakena Monument at the foot of the Basilica Aemilia is perpetuated from the time of Romulus, say the Romans, all the way up to the last rebuilding of the Basilica Aemilia that lines one side of the Roman Forum in the Augustan Age. And it's a small, modest-looking, round shrine, but it's going to be marking that point between uh, the land of the Romans and the land of the Sabines. In the age of Romans, so is the story. And you have it still preserved in marble construction uh, in the Augustan age, but from a, it's a very, very old tradition. Uh, going over to the Central Forum Piazza, there are so many monuments that are erased, but the excavators uh, in modern times decided to replant a vine, an olive tree, and a fig tree. And it's particularly interesting, that fig tree that the Romans hone in on, that these things all grow spontaneously through the pavement of the Roman form itself. But it's that fig tree that recalls the ficus ruminalis, the, the tree that gave shade to the she-wolf that suckled Romulus and Remus at the base of the Palatine here and the Palatine Hill nearby. But here then, to have that fig tree grow up by chance, by fate, it's going to last a long time. These trees and also the olive tree last a long time, and when they die, it becomes an important a sign from the gods. Disaster is about to happen, and we have to then mediate that. We have to 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 rectify that uh, broken relationship with the gods. So these these trees in the middle of the forum uh, pavement that grow up are very important and traditionally appreciated and watched uh, by the Romans for the signs from the gods we can go over to the regia in the eastern part of the forum and the regia is ascribed to the early kings of rome particularly the etruscan kings but eventually becomes without the kings in the republic a place to hold various important shrines to mars to conceiva and ops and there are uh inside there in a room shields and a spear from mars himself that are paraded around annually and a special dance, but it is things given from the gods, from heaven, from Mars himself, to protect the Romans in time of need. And nearby, you have the construction of the, also on the eastern side of the Roman Forum, the poorly preserved remains of the Temple of Divine Julius Caesar. This is a guy that wanted to be buried like everyone else, outside the city walls, outside the pomerium. but no, as fate would have it, the people, stirred by the speech by Mark Antony standing on the rostra at the other end of the forum motivates them to take his body and to cremate it right there in the heart of the Roman forum and in that very spot you're eventually going to have a temple constructed a temple of divine Julius Caesar and when the construction is taking place between 42 and 29 BC what passes by overhead Halley's Comet. Now, this has been verified. The interpretation at the time was there is the ascending soul of Julius Caesar going to join the gods. So, the Roman Forum, in so many ways, is a place of epiphany. It's a place where the Romans would directly communicate with the gods, and the gods would communicate with them, sometimes even appearing, and of course, giving the Romans In the beginning, what they needed most in their early city, abundant, fresh supplies of water. Lacus Crucius, Lacus juturnae And the stories today, I think, still resonate with us. When we come inside to this archaeological park, we can see that history in real locations. Such is the richness of the Roman Forum.